here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. Next on One Nation. Hello, America. Welcome to One Nation. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Jacobs. Here we go again. I mean, over and over again, I told you last show that the trans radicals were growing bolder and bolder, louder and louder, and they're going younger and younger. Look at this headline from recent AP headline here. LGBTQ pride revelers flash feathers and flags in the streets from New York to San Francisco. Now, just hold on to that title there for a second. It says they flash feathers and flags. I'll tell you what, they were flashing a heck of a lot more, like half-naked men flashing their tuchus, the crack of their tuchus, and sadly, in front of little kids, they were gyrating, doing a lot of stuff I feel simply uncomfortable with talking about. But that's the sad fact. They kind of push it off as being, you know, a big, happy... Uh, parade when the fact of the matter is it shows a lot of sexual perversion that's going on. And it's not just from San Francisco all the way to New York and big cities in between. It's in small town America. For example, where this studio is, Appleton, Wisconsin had their pride parade just a few miles away from this studio last week. And once again, the colorful alphabet people were all over the place, and the allies, the left-wing white liberals, were all sitting there saying, we're here, and they're queer. It's just really, it's all over the world. It's in London, England. Look at the Parliament building here, lit up with the LGBT color, parliament, uh, rainbow colors. My actual doctoral graduation ceremony was right next to the Parliament building at the uh, Church Anglican Church House, right across the street from that building. But here's the point. This is the source of parliamentary democracy, right? And in the midst of that is this wokeism, this alphabet peopleism, which is really a form of Maoist Marxism that is spreading itself not only through the United States of America, but through England, Europe, and the rest of the world. Here's a picture we've got in London of literally hundreds and hundreds of pride flags over uh, being higher than the uh, the United Kingdom kingdom's uh, flag in this time period. This is absolutely unbelievable. Now, besides the symbolism of the flags and everything else going on, we see that New York City, the New York City Drag March chants, they were chanting, we're coming for your children. Let's just take a quick listen to what they had to say about this. We're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. You know, this is bizarre. When Joe Biden hires that uh, Richard Levine, I think Richard's fake name or new name is Rachel, as the assistant secretary to the uh, HHS, right? Rachel, I call Richard because he was born Richard and he's pretending to be a she. Well, Richard said, you know what? Not just June, we're going to spend the whole summer celebrating Pride, which is very interesting because then it makes it June, July, August, and September. And then the month of October conveniently is LGBT History Month. 
So they actually get, see, June, July, August, September, October, five. They get five months, but they actually started in May, so they get half the year. Well, this is a part of what's going on. The permeation, the spreading of this poisonous philosophy all throughout American society. Absolutely disgusting. And this whole idea of we're here and we're queer and we're coming for your children, that's not new. The San Francisco Gay Men's Choir last year put out a, a song they said was satire and a parody. Listen to the words within this song. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. Someone's got to teach them not to hate. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. They're trying to say, in essence, you know, it's a parody, it's a satire. You know, give us a break. Lighten up, Jake Jacobs. Lighten up, Christians, conservatives. Well, to that I say piffle, poppycock, balderdash, flapdoodle, claptrap. You're lying to the American people. You truly do want the souls and the hearts of the children of America. You want to brainwash them. You want to transform them into your transformational world of alphabet people and anything goesism. It's interesting. He said the line, you think we're sinful. Look, the Apostle Paul, the scriptures tell us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We don't sit here in arrogance pointing a finger at you and saying you're sinful. The fact is we all need a Savior. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son as a Savior, as a Redeemer to the world. And this is something that we believe in strongly. And you can sit here and play your so-called satire and parody, but the fact of the matter is you really do want your children. You see, you invert it and you pervert it. You say, in essence, what we're trying to do is make these young people loving, because love is love is love, right? We're going to make these young people understand and have compassion for social justice. No, their ultimate aim is to actually become one of them. One of the alphabet people, one of the anything goes people. Now, this, this idea of uh, we want your children or they're not your children. Seven years ago in Boston, the Boston Gays Men Choir, they actually did a take on uh, uh, Cahill Gabran's poem uh, called Your Children. It's, it's a seven minute long song. I just have a little bit that I want you to hear from. And, and then we'll talk about it when we're done. Here goes. You know, I had my wife come in and listen to this when I was in my office a few days ago prepping for this, and she said, Jake, and she listened to the song, she said, Jake, this is like something out of the Soviet Union or Nazi Germany with the the young pioneers or with the Hitler Jugend, the Hitler, the Hitler Youth, or within the culture and the dissemination of their ideas within their society. And we, we take this as innocuous, as benign, and it's really nothing that is uh, of an evil nature. Stop and think of it that God Almighty, no, they're ultimately not our children. 
They're God's children. They're our Heavenly Father's children. But he gave them to us. We have a, a responsibility to raise them properly and to teach them right from wrong. And they don't want us to teach them right from wrong. They even say in that song, they go on to say, you may give them your love but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. Well, in essence, what they are saying is, you look at, you shouldn't be teaching your children in the Christian, Judeo-Christian worldview, teaching them right from wrong. Let them choose to do what they want to do. Let them create in their own mind a construct so they can be whatever they want to be, so they can be free. Well, the fact of the matter is, we need to recognize and realize by these so-called so benign songs that we are in the midst of a worldview war. I call it a woke war against the Word, the living Word. In the beginning was the Word, says the book of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God Almighty. I'll be back for the rest of the story about the woke war on the Word. Welcome back to One Nation. As I was saying, we are in the midst of a woke war on the Word, on God Almighty, on reality, on humanity, and it all begins with words. We need to recognize this. This is ultimately a war on language and the alphabet people. Now remember, when you go this LGBTQAAI+, they've had to put a plus in there because now they're up to 107 different genders in, in the world, right, or in, the, in, the, their, in their construct. I call them simply alphabet people, and it's a play on the Hebrew word Aleph and Bet. The first two letters of the Hebrew alphabet is Aleph Bet alphabet and ultimately language when it says in the book of Genesis Breshit bara in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth the moral standard that the Lord God Jehovah Yahweh gives to the world is one of morality and decency it's one of understanding that he made men and women women in his image that he that he in essence made marriage a holy sacrament between men and women there are two genders according to the scriptures. Now it's interesting to know they call this the Gay Pride Month, which now becomes the Gay Pride Summer, and it's going to be the Gay Pride Fall. Well, Dr. Matthew P. W. Roberts wrote a brilliant book called Pride, Identity and the Worship of Self. That's what this boils down to, people. Within this fallen world are individuals who want to be free, who want to do their own thing, who want to defy the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Scriptures. They want to live their lives in accordance to man being made in the image of man. They make man in their image. And whatever that may be on a Monday, it's different on a Tuesday and different on a Wednesday. Now there's something within the LGBTQ AAI plus and all that stuff. The part of it that I've been talking a lot about the T lately, but I want to talk a little bit about the Q, the, the queer theory. We've got a book called Queer Theory. Now, this is very interesting, and bear with me here. That, that term queer, when I was a kid, queer meant you had uh, uh, sexual perverted proclivities. You had a, 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 a kind of a, a weird personality. You had queer attributes, or a lot of it tied into sexual perver uh, perversion. But now they've taken that word to, in essence, it's, a, it's an umbrella term. That means any lifestyle that you have, any identification that you have, it can be called queer. 
Now, it's interesting because they created back in the 1990s a term called cisgender. They want you and me to use the term cisgender. I, for one, am only going to use it in the context of teaching, but I will not use it in my normal uh, lingual parlance in my daily life. But in our schools, in our institutions, within the culture, they want us to no longer say male and female, heterosexual, or whatever else we say. People say they want us to say cis male, cisgender. Now, I think this is interesting because when you think of that word cis uh, or trans, it is, cis is the antithesis of trans. So let, let, let's go back a little bit in history. Uh, after, a, well, around the time Israel was created a nation, there was a nation that was created called Transjordan. Well, there's that word trans. Trans means across from. Well, across from the Jordan River. Now, on the other side of the Jordan River, was it was called Cisjordan. I'm not making this stuff up. Transjordan, across from. Cisjordan meant on this side. And so cisgender means on this side of an identification that says, Oh, I got a penis. I'm a guy. So I identify as a guy. I'm a cisgender. Right, or you were registered, or you were told that you were that by the doctor, or your mother, or your father as a little baby. You didn't have any choice in the matter, but you're cisgender. The point is, these alphabet people created a new vocabulary, a new language, new words to create this discombobulated lingual monstrosity so we can live in their so called utopic world, which is in reality dystopic. This is something I think we really need to understand. Transgender versus cisgender in a dictionary, they're anonyms. They're the opposites. They will say you're not male or female. They're uncomfortable with the, with the real biological, biblical, scriptural world of sex in relationship to men and women, boys and girls. So this really is a discombobulated, gobbledygook monstrosity of linguistic insanity. I mean... When you stop and think of it, they, if you destroy, you, you can see this when Russia tried to outlaw the Ukrainian language or uh, the, uh, the Finnish language, and they went in to outlaw the Finnish language or the Ukrainian language, and they had Russification of the nations they controlled. The English did the same thing to the Irish with the Gaelic language, where they went in and they outlawed the use of the language, because language conveys the heart, the soul of a culture, of a people. And what's happening now is these alphabet people are trying to pervert the alphabet, pervert words, because words convey ideas, and ideas, they, they, they convey along with them, they have consequences within a culture. So if you, if you deny the reality there are men and women, then you live within the unreality of this anything goes with them and anything feels as them, then you, be, you can become when you want, how you want. I mean... Let's think of this. Let, let's, um, well, Hebrew language, for example. New York Times had an article just recently where it says this. In Israel, a biblical tongue meets gender politics. Now look at this. Hebrew is a two-gendered language, masculine and feminine. The, by the way, Yahweh is called our Father in Heaven. He has a son called Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua, Jesus. The, the, the church is called the Bride of Christ, feminine expression.
You see, these are things from the scriptures. The apostles spoke Ivrit, Hebrew. Jesus spoke Hebrew. It's a Hebrew world, a lingual world of two genders, men and women, male and female, boys and girls. But along comes the alphabet people of this Maoist, crazy, bizarre, you know, lingual bastardization because their ultimate goal is to destroy a republic under God that's predicated upon a belief in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, the gender theory, if you go through the 107, and my, my wife has to pull me out of my office sometimes because I'm studying this stuff like crazy, and I'm laughing and I'm crying at the same time. There are so many androgynous, gender fluid, gender queer, heterosexual, well, that we know, polygender. There's even one called xenogender. You know what a xenogender is? On Monday, you're uh, an animal. On Tuesday, you're a plant. And on Wednesday, you could be anything you want. You're all over the place. Do you understand what I'm saying here, people? This is an attack on our humanity. This is an attack on who we've been made in, in the image of God, the Imago Dei. It's an attack on God Almighty in the end is what it boils down to. L listen to this, uh, this queer gender theory and how they actually describe themselves. And there's a key word in here at the very end. He says free. Please listen to this. This will blow you away. Here goes. Queer theory takes issue with feminism of that sort. Queer theory says, no, it's all gender. There's no such thing as sex. Even the body itself is socially constructed, which is a very kind of bizarre proposition. Uh, I won't get into that right now, but uh, it, it's enough to just point out that queer theory dissolves the idea of biological sex, of objective reality into social constructivism. When you hear the claim, for example, that sex is a spectrum, or you hear claims about sex being, quote, assigned at birth, these types of claims come directly out of queer theory. Biological sex is fake. Yes, we all know that gender roles are fake, but do not say to a trans person, biologically male, born female, male-bodied. No, 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 no. There is no biological criteria for gender that is both universal and a binary in human beings. Where does that leave us? Free. It's all fake. The sex, I, the sex reality, whether it be as, as described in the scriptures or described in science and biology, it's fake. It's, it's make-believe. The make-believe alphabet people who live in unreality are trying to reconstruct a new reality, which in essence is an unreality. It's a dystopic unreality. It is a strange new world. This is beyond brave new world. And that word free, I think that's absolutely fascinating, by the way. Look at the word liberty. We want to be free, right? But when the Founding Fathers created this country, they understood that liberty had a, had a, a moral responsibility. John Adams, Patrick Henry, many of them talked about the idea of being free, but being responsible free people. And we, we understood that the, the morality of the scriptures of right and wrong was taught to our children so we could have uh, righteous citizens, decent citizens, proper citizens who weren't believing in licentiousness. The, the, another cognate of, of the word liberty, uh, from the, uh, the Latin term liber, which means free, is the word libertine. Now the word libertine or libertine, it's, it's from the same root, the same Latin root. It means a person devoid of moral principles or sexual restraint. That's what he wants. 
He wants an absolute freedom on his terms. Man made in the image of man. And God be damned along the way. That's why this is ultimately a war on the word. The word that is God Almighty, Jesus Christ. It's why they hate the Judeo-Christian worldview. They despise the scriptures. It's a war on our republic. And by the way, it's also a war on language. Human language. Listen to Emma Thompson, who's a trans trainer. It's a short little clip, but she says something about language and barrier. Listen to this quickly. Emma, hi, hi. hi. You're, you, you're neither male nor female, right? That's true. I identify as non-binary, right. which means I'm neither male nor female. And but, correspondence to that, I use the they, them pronoun. And you say gender roles are, are damaging our society, so we need to think very carefully about language. Yeah? Yes. So a lot of our social selves are codified and cultured in the language that we use. We really use it to construct our entire society. And what's certainly true is that there is a huge variance of gender presentation and gender identity within humankind. You see, she in essence wants to reconstruct the reality of men and women because that Hebraic, that Judaic uh, construct or reality is a barrier to the anything goesism. Now, they even pervert the reality of who God is in the scriptures. Listen to this alphabet loon bird talk about what God is. Here goes. God is non-binary. God is queer. God is autistic. Let me unpack that for you. God is non-binary because God is the author of gender. God is genderless and genderful. They are neither male nor female, and they are both. They refer to themselves both as male and female throughout the text. And yet theology would tell us that God does not have gender. So by definition, God is non-binary. God is queer because like gender, God is the author of all sexualities. All sexualities exist in God, and yet God is not explicitly sexual. And since asexuality is part of the LGBTQ spectrum, we can say God is queer. And finally, God is autistic because autism is a divergence from typical neurology. And since no being in existence has a mind like the mind of God, God is by definition neurodivergent. And as an autistic person, I like to say God is autistic. God always identifies with and as the most marginalized people in society. This is unbelievable that this guy is a licensed pastor. No, seriously, with reasonable people I will re reason. With humane men I will plead. He's lost into this bizarre, discombobulated lingual monstrosity. That's absolutely insane stuff. It has nothing to do with the scriptures. It is an attack on the very reality of what the scriptures teach about reality, about life, about death, about men, and about women. I mean, think of it. Our Father who art in heaven... They taught mothers mentioned all over in the scriptures, boys, brothers and sisters, the Virgin Mary, all over the place in the scriptures. Listen to this. This is going to blow you away to a guy who claims to be polygender. Here goes. Hi, Tammy. Thanks for asking. So polygender literally just means multiple genders or many genders. We live in a world where mainstream society has decided and agreed that there are two genders. And we call them male and female and or masculine and feminine, and they correspond with genitalia. Um, but there are those of us who, regardless of what's going on with our bodies, identify with characteristics from either end of that spectrum or places in between that spectrum or even entirely outside of that spectrum. So my gender is this, what you see right now before you, and my gender is this. First thing when I wake up in the morning, my gender usually looks something like this. 
But by the time I finish getting ready, my gender might fall somewhere in this vicinity. For me, it's more about listening to how my body and my consciousness want to present in the world rather than letting the world tell me how to present based on what's going on in my pants. Unreal, people. Sometimes I, I, I'm glad the 4th of July is coming because I just got to get out of this world. It's, it's so hard. And the, the part that rips my heart is it's, it's being indoctrinated and brainwashed into our children. When they sing, they want our children and say it's a parody or it's a satire. No, 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 no. They mean it. They want our children. They want to destroy the reality as created by the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I close with the Apostle Paul who says in the book of Romans, Therefore God gave them over in their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies and with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. My fellow Americans, now more than ever, your family and your country needs you to get involved, to pray, to pray for these lost souls, and to be able to protect your children from this insane world that's being pushed down their throats. So be aware, get involved. They're coming for us. Don't let them, don't let them take us, harm us, destroy us. Until we meet again, God bless you, Godspeed, and happy trails to you. <laughs>